hi, 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 everybody. Welcome back and happy Friday. Okay, guys, so Jason and I are getting ready to head out right after this, and we are going to Charleston for the weekend, which I'm really, really excited about. And also, I was just talking to Kim, who's right backstage, and she's going on her own little mini trip this weekend. So I'm sending all of the positive mid-February vibes to everybody because I think as of right now, I've talked to so many people and I've seen a lot of things on the news, in the news. Um, I think that everybody's in need of like a little bit of a break right now. And I was talking to Jason about this and I said to him, I said, you know, it's wild because there's a lot of things that have not come out yet, which I'm not necessarily comfortable sharing until they do. And I think that that's probably the good and the bad thing about being friends with some of these people because they're like, please don't put that out there till I'm ready. And I'm like, you understand that if I don't put it out there, somebody's going to put it out there anyways. And then by the time they put it out there, then I'm allowed to talk about it because it's already out there. So you might as well just let me put it out there first. But that's just not where we're at right now. And that's okay. So next week should be really exciting. Anyways, smash that like button, show some love, and let's welcome Kim. Hello. Hey everyone. Happy Friday. Happy weekend. Happy weekend. And like I said, you have your own um, little minication this weekend. I am headed to Palm Springs. I am with you, Adam. Like, I, I need a break. There's been, it's been too much going on. We're, we're like halfway through February and it seems like we've lived a thousand lives in 2024. So I don't know about you, but I need like a reset. Yeah, I need a reset. And I, you know, I even said to Jason, I said, I was really debating taking my camera with me this weekend. And it was a little bit of a slower on some days, like on Tuesday, I was just like, you know what? I don't want to just put out stuff that's like, I don't really care about. So I'm not even going to work on Tuesday. And then he said to me yesterday, he's like, I feel like you haven't worked at all this week. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> I've worked a shit ton this week. I'm just like, I think it's okay every once in a while to have the reset that we're talking about. Yes, we need it mentally. I mean, this Bravo stuff can be draining. You know, there's only so much we can all take. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a lot of times we're left like, in our own minds with speculating about things. And like I said before, you know, there were three topics that I really wanted to talk about. And I got on the phone last night and I asked our friends if that's okay. And they were like, no, absolutely not. Do not talk about this yet. And I'm like, this is, why do I even ask? Jason said, I don't know why you ask. I'm like, I'm just, I guess trying to be nice. I don't know. I think it's fair that you ask, you know, you are a journalist, you're reporting news. So, but, you know, you have to walk that line between being, you know, respectful of people's boundaries while reporting, you know, what's out there. I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of what's out there, I was shocked and not shocked about, and I know that if you guys, I wanted to give everybody a chance to watch it. The Housewife and the Hustler Part 2, The Reckoning has come out. And Erica ended up going on and she met with some of the victims, which I thought that after she met with the victims, and I hate even calling people, but that's exactly what they were. They were victims of Girardi. I thought that that was going to change how they were going to treat her after that. Did you get that or no? When you mean they, do you mean the victims or do you mean the housewives or the victims? Uh, well, I sure she really did herself any favors during that sit down yeah i mean she was still stoic it still seemed like she didn't she was very like it didn't seem like she had like a whole she didn't go in there wearing her heart on her sleeve you know 
she was just kind of like no and i've watched the housewife and the hustler i have and it's like and it's like and you know they ask her why haven't you done this before she's like well nobody asked me to it's like erica show this is the perfect example of her really not being able to show empathy i mean there was zero emotion zero empathy i thought she was kind of coming across like she was also a victim like kind of in the same boat as them almost and that kind of rubbed me the wrong way okay so then that's that's kind of the takeaway that i wanted to figure out like what your takeaway was because i saw where people were a little bit indifferent some people were very happy that she sat down with you know, some of these victims and other people were like, like same thing you said, it didn't do them any favors. And then I saw where they posted this reel on Instagram and I reposted it on my story saying, oh my God. But it was all about the vic- being the victims and nothing good about Erica. And it was the same ladies who were sitting down at that table. So I'm like, this obviously did not pan out well for you, girl. Yeah, no, I think it was good that she did sit down with them. But I just feel like, you know, we're seeing this softer side of her this season on Beverly Hills. I feel like she's kind of opening up and being a little bit more just like, you know, she's has she's had such this harsh personality the past two seasons. And she's finally, you know, kind of uh, just softening up a little bit. But we did not see that in this interview. I thought of all places to kind of soften up and show a little emotion would be at this table with the victim. So I don't know if I were them, I wouldn't have taken it well either. I mean, I appreciate the, you know, her coming and doing it. But at the end of the day, I just don't think she handled it the right way. Do you think that she sat down at that table with them because she wanted to? Or do you think that she sat down and she wanted to show like some sort of remorse on behalf of her ex? Or do you think that this was sort of like a crisis PR move? Oh, crisis PR move for sure. I mean, she's told it's almost like she wants to distance herself from the victims as much as possible. You know, from what she said the past season, it's like she she's like the potential victims. You know, it's like almost throughout this whole legal situation, she hasn't even wanted to be connected to them in any way. Like she the victims and her are separate, but it got to a point where she needed to address them. She needed to confront them. She needed to say something. So this was definitely a PR move. I mean, she said it. She was like, nobody ever asked me to until now. So of course, somebody asked her to do this. Right. Okay. So then my next question is when I first started covering this, I had Emily D. Baker on a lot of times to talk about it. This, I mean, this has been going on for three plus years. So this has just been like a journey and I used to also have another attorney who was heavily involved at the time, Ronald Richards, and he would come on and talk about it. And he would always give great insight. And as we know, his wife is the one who has the diamond earrings, if she still has them, I'm not sure. But um, he was a part of this and he was in it. And one of the big questions that we always had was, how was Erica paying for all of these legal bills at this time? Well, if you guys didn't watch this, then you definitely got to because meet Jim Wilkes. Jim Wilkes is also an attorney who was friends with Tom Girardi. And um, he was very open about this with her attorney, Evan, about how it started off with a $150,000 loan. And now at this point, it's millions of dollars that he's given to her. And 
he it's because he feels like she was wronged in this situation and that there is no actual relationship there. He is not getting anything out of this. I found that so hard to believe just because, listen, I have some friends, right? I have a few like really good friends that I can count on both of my hands and I would want to be there for them in any situation, especially this like wild of a situation to help. But if I had, even if I had millions of dollars, I'm not giving you millions of dollars. I would help you with like maybe potentially like guiding something that I might have knowledge on, but you're for damn sure not getting millions of dollars out of me. Yeah. I mean, honestly, thank God for him. I mean, where would Erica be without him? But I don't know if you remember, they were spotted together in Vegas, maybe like six months ago or something. There was like this photo that came out of both of them. And everybody was like, oh my God, Erica's new man, Erica's new sugar daddy, this, that, this, that. So it kind of seems like they definitely have a personal relationship. Like if he's her attorney and loaning her money, he's not also just like hanging out with her in Vegas, like just because, you know what I mean? Like there's, I think there's something else going on here. Potentially, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. And also, you know, I saw a couple comments where people were like, she's not going to date this much older man. I'm like, what? Guys, even in this photo, he looks younger than Tom Girardi. A lot younger. Yeah. I mean, he kind of looks like her type, to be perfectly honest. I mean, she wants Old men with money. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, they were in a relationship. I don't think it would look good for her, you know, like optics wise to like jump from Tom to this guy who's like obviously paying her legal bills and stuff like that. So maybe it's like a little, you know, hush hush kind of, you know, they're keeping it, you know, low key. But I don't know. I think there's something more to the story there between them for sure. Like I scratch her back, you scratch mine. But we'll yeah, keep that like, shh, shh. Mm. yeah, 100 percent. Yeah. Nothing in this life comes free, honey. So let's not pretend, Erica. Um, oof. Okay. Well, again, guys, you have to. We have a few friends who are actually featured on it. Um, we have Emily D. Baker, Kiki from the Talk of Shame. So definitely go watch it. Let us know what you think. And um, I'm curious if you guys have not watched it, and I want to hear your comments on this. But moving on, uh, did you catch up on Real Housewives of Miami? I did not watch this week, but I am caught up other than that. And I just, I'm obsessed with this season. Are you caught up on the Marcus Larsa drama? Oh, of course I'm caught up on the drama, Adam. Okay, so I'm a little confused as to what's going on because Julie Lemagova went on and she talked about this on Page Six's virtual reality podcast. And what she said was at the reunion, Marcus, again, is much younger. I believe he's like 32, 33. She said at the reunion, she found out that there was a different side to him. She had always known him to be this really sweet, nice guy, very gentleman-like. And he had this outburst. And she was one of the few people that heard about this outburst. And then she was alluding to the fact that the only thing that would make sense is that maybe he was talking to another woman and Larsa found out about it. But she wasn't really giving any details. I don't like when housewives do this because it's one of those things It's like, it's like when somebody's putting out like Rachel Levis about, you know, the abuse allegations with James, but not really going there, but kind of leaving our minds to wonder what it could have been. 
talking about her nose job. So now are you claiming that somebody like, were you hit in the fit? Like you just, all we do is wonder. We don't actually know. And I think that's a very dangerous space to be in. Now, this isn't as big of a deal because there is a big age gap here. And a lot of people feel like they both use each other for the fame and like to be known as this power couple. But Julie Limacoba, you know exactly what happened and you're not sharing it with us. So you shouldn't have mentioned it in the first place. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I agree. I mean, we really haven't seen anything but love and like very sweet stuff from Marcus um, this season. And so I don't know. This kind of shook me to, you know, to think that something happened at the reunion that could potentially have caused this whole breakup. You know what I mean? I don't know. And then Larsa deciding to drop the bomb during Super Bowl. I mean, I don't know. This is all it's all like happening very quickly, very fast. They break up, they get back together. Then Julia announces this huge like blow up at the reunion. Like it all has to be connected, right? Right. But then the reunion was a couple weeks ago. So then, I mean, even the Super Bowl thing like throws me off a little bit because it's like, you know, that's a day where everybody's sitting around, they're watching TV in between, they are surfing their social media. And it seems like a very opportunistic, fame hungry, thirsty way of announcing a breakup. Yeah. Strategic, strategic. I mean, let's be real. These ladies you know, they have a strategy behind things like that. And especially her announcing this and then Marcus like posting a selfie with Michael that same day. So of course, like you said, it causes all this speculation. Then we have this blow up at the reunion. So I don't know. I mean, it's kind of giving, I don't know, we're not there yet, but it's close to giving like Kim Solciak, Beerman, you know, like all together, we're not. This happened. This happened. It's like everywhere you look, there's different headlines about them. They're in the news. We're talking about them. So it's definitely, there's definitely a strategy here. I feel like that's exactly what this is. I feel like this is a massive strategy. I'm not absolutely loving it, but I do get that this is a part of the game. And you know what the funny thing is, is she's not really giving us any answers. But the reason that the Kardashians lopped Larsa off to begin with was because I think the final straw was when TMZ caught up with her and they were asking her about Tristan and Jordan and Chloe and Kim and all of them got pissed. And they're like, we're not talking about this. You don't need to be talking about this. Like, stop doing that. We have you in our house, our personal circles. And you're speaking to the press before we even do. That makes no sense. But yet in this moment, now you drop this on the Super Bowl day, day of the Super Bowl. He drops a photo with his dad. Then we see you guys out for Valentine's Day. You put on this white dress and this new massive diamond ring is on your finger. I'm going to call her Larsa Kim Zolciak Pippen. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely some strategy here. Larsa, let's be real. She's thirsty. She's been thirsty for a while. Even her and Marcus's relationship to begin with is thirsty just because of all the history with Michael and Scotty and everything like that. It's just like it's kind of like a PR dream, honestly. Like there's so much to talk about with them. After Traders, I became kind of invested. I, I did not like Larson this season of Miami, but after seeing her and Marcus together on the Traders, I was like, oh, you know, maybe they, you know, maybe there is something there. I kind of started to ship them, but I don't know. There's a lot going on. You know, we have Andy saying that they will be filming the Traders reunion in a couple of weeks. So will we get to the bottom of this? I mean, I need more details. We have questions. 
Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I like that Adriana Demora said to Andy, like, listen, he's hot. If he's single, like, yeah, come knocking on my door. I'm like, do you want Larsa to call your face off? Because I feel like that's what we're about to get. But Adriana, thank you for giving us all the content because the friends of the Real Housewives of Miami definitely bring it far more than the actual housewives themselves. And I think. Oh, 100%. I mean, I, I don't. Why are they friends of? It's like the greatest mis- Earth's greatest mystery. Why are Kiki and Marisol and Adriana still friends of on the Real Housewives of Miami? Please, yeah. somebody give me an answer. We just don't know. We don't know. But we'll never know. We'll never know. Speaking of the Kim Zolciak of it all, I wanted to bring up another photo. And let me see really quick, because this was the photo that we were, I was, well, we were both kind of talking about with her and this filming emoji. Now, this is the same woman. So many people have messaged me on Instagram too. And they're like, Kim Zolciak is doing the Real Housewives of Atlanta again. And I'm like, well, you have to remember MTV Surreal Life has not come out yet. Who knows if she's filming pickup things of like getting ready to go on that trip or I don't know if they have confessionals. I've never seen MTV Surreal Life, so I don't really know how that works. But also, this is the same woman who did a post for click ad on her social media of her daughter being pregnant and that she was going to be a grandmother and she got paid per click. So no, I don't buy shit that she's selling. No, I mean... I'm saying Lars is thirsty. Kim Solsiak is on a completely different level. I mean, let's be real. She will do anything, literally anything, literally clickbait, a fake sonogram with her name or her daughter's name on it for money. So while I think it could be a good strategy for Bravo to bring her back to Atlanta because they're doing the reboot, we're bringing Portia back, you know, Kim Solsiak. Let's be real. She makes great TV. On she brings the drama. She's shady. Her her life is interesting to watch, um, especially now. So I don't know, but at the same time, I think she's just trying to drum up news. I just think that it would be so toxic to have her on with everything that we're seeing with her and Croy, and like the kids are involved, and yeah. the police are coming to the house all the time, and the foreclosure. I just think that it would be a very I want. I think that Real Housewives of Atlanta really fell off the map for a second in the last two seasons. And I think that at one point, even before Nene and the lawsuit, her last season, I didn't think was that great when they used to have the highest rated franchise on Bravo. So if we're going to reboot this and we got rid of Candy Burris or Candy, you know, announced her exit and we're bringing back Portia and we're bringing back Kenya and we're adding a few new ladies. I want to see something fun and like lighthearted, but shady and sassy and just like the quick reads because that's exactly what Atlanta used to give. And then somehow it just got really awful to watch. Like it just went downhill. Yeah, we lost it. We lost it. I guess, you know, I'm still thinking about the old Kim Z. I don't, I don't want to see this police activity. I don't want to see the kids being in, you know, harm's way on Atlanta. That's that's not what I want. I definitely want, I want old school Atlanta back. I, I want the um, glory days with Nini. I don't think Nini's coming back, but Portia is definitely going to bring a little bit of that. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. And a lot of people are talking about Phaedra. You know, of course, Phaedra is on Married to Medicine right now. She is the star of Traders. She's absolutely killing it. I would love to see her back on Atlanta, Adam. I think but don't you think though that it would be kind of weird for her to go from married to medicine to being back on Atlanta or no? 
I do. I do. It's just I can't help but want it still. Still. I honestly don't watch Married to Medicine. Don't come for me. Um, I mean, I, I, I really want to get into it. It's just, you know, there's so much content. I haven't even watched it. But like Phaedra's just TV gold. I feel like we we just need more of that back at Atlanta. Um, you know, that old school vibe, those those one liners. We don't we don't get that anymore. And she's not fired from The Real Housewives. Like, she wasn't fired from Bravo indefinitely. What happened was they had an understanding with Candy Burris, which the understanding was, as long as I'm on this show, Phaedra, I will not film with her. Like, I won't come back to the show if she's on the show. So it does sort of leave that door open. But Andy Cohen, when he was talking about how excited he was for Portia's return, he ended up mentioning, too, that he feels like for Phaedra... Well, he said... There are a lot of rumors of other former cast members coming back. And I just want to say that is not true. There's no truth to that. And when we can announce, we will announce. And I'm like, well, the only other person that we've heard about would be Nini, which we know that's not going to happen with the lawsuit and Phaedra. Yeah. So we'll see. I don't know. I feel like I'm one to want like the OGs back. I, I'm a Roni legacy girly. I, I love my Countess and Sonia and all of that. So I would love to see the old gang get back together. But unfortunately, I don't think it's going to happen. They just need to be better about picking these new women because honestly, Sonia wasn't a good casting choice. Drew, I mean, it just they didn't really bring what we needed to Atlanta. So if they do bring some newbies in, they need to be very, very good. At, at, you know, being personalities and bringing drama. By the way, speaking of that, did you see Cynthia Bailey's Valentine's Day wedding post? What was that? I did. I think it was an ad. I think it ended up being just like an ad placement. I think it was a teaser. But oh, my gosh, boy, would I love to see Cynthia back. I miss Cynthia. I Cynthia Bailey, how could you? But also... I mean, there are some really genius marketing strategists behind certain things. It's like when we all thought that Ariana Maddox was moving out of her house with Tom Sandoval when she was moving the boxes. That was perfect. And everybody, it was everywhere only to find out that it was an ad. So, yeah, I mean, listen, we're not bad at you guys. We know that there is one big ass round table with 12 people sitting around saying, how can we make this go viral? Oh, yeah, 100 percent. But Atlanta, we need a cash shakeup. We need a change. Um, And I just hope Bravo brings it. I hope that they bring it. I do, too. Oh, okay. Well, now moving on, we know that we're going to be getting the Real Housewives of New Jersey soon. And I really hate that we have to wait until June for the Real Housewives of Dubai season two, because that just makes me so sad. I love those ladies. And every year when we see them at BravoCon, they're just like, they're the most fun. And I know this year it's going to be a really exciting year. But for the Real Housewives of New Jersey, the ladies have teased that it's also going to be a really exciting year. It's just not going to be the same of what we're used to because we're always used to that toxic family drama. And from what we're hearing, Teresa and Joe and Melissa didn't really engage in that toxic drama. But that doesn't mean that there's not drama. Now, I wanted to know if you guys, by the way, 400 people in the room, I wanted to know if you guys have heard about this, but Teresa Judice's husband, Louis Ruelas, is being sued over alleged computer hacking and a harassment campaign against his ex-fiance. I don't know if you guys remember her, but Vanessa Riser. And Bo Dietl is also a part of this, which is so wild because I don't know if you remember when Bo Dietl was like, I don't know this man. Screw this guy. Don't run my name out there. Don't talk about me like that. 
Come to find out, you actually do, Bodito. Where's your credibility? Yeah. I mean, honestly, does this surprise anybody? Not me. I'm not surprised in the least. I mean, we have had red flags with Louis from the beginning. And while I did, you know, soften up a little bit towards him from last season, the finale was a little rough. And we come to find out that he is, you know, there's a lawsuit against, you know, hacking into computers against his ex. I mean, there are so many issues with his ex. I mean, this is coming in a long first, time. First, that, you know, crazy video, which we all remember of all the men standing on the island, you know, speaking into the camera that that in itself is very troublesome. And then we get all of, you know, the ex is like writing these articles coming out about him saying all of these things. And it's just like where there's smoke, there's fire. You know, we always say that, Adam. And this one just keeps it keeps stacking one on top of the other. And it is I don't know. I feel I'm scared for Teresa. I'm scared for Teresa because a couple of weeks ago, you know, people were thinking they were divorced. And then now she's posting, oh, no, we're still together. But then this comes out. It's like. Teresa and you know, then she no was freed up Adam oh gosh she was already involved with Joe who you know had this massive fraud scheme and went to jail she went to jail for one guy already I hope it doesn't happen again no I know and even looking at it just to give you guys a little bit of the lowdown this is just like a little excerpt from it but Louis and Bo Dito and their counsel are accused of orchestrating the hacking with criminal, reckless, malicious, fraudulent intent devised to defraud oh, Vanessa and cover their own misdeeds, according to the documents that were filed on Monday and those were obtained by Radar Online. But the defendants are claimed to have violated the Federal Wiretap Act, the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act, and the New Jersey Wiretapping and Electronic Surveillance Control Act. Um, I don't know about you. This sounds like jail time if somebody is actually convicted of these things because, well, it just sounds like jail time to me. I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a prosecutor, but it doesn't sound good. I can say that. And also she previously accused him of having people come into her place of business. And I think that that got dismissed. I think that they said, no, there is no way to prove like that he was sending anybody in to question her. And I think that that got thrown out and that was like a big win for him. And then all of a sudden, lo and behold, here we go with more documents. And if he ends up getting sued and he has to retain counsel, I know that he has his own money. Teresa said that he makes more money than she does. Who knows? Maybe she just said that to shut up a lot of the fans who were questioning the prenup. I don't actually know. But if this ends up costing him a lot of money and someone is able to sue him, for millions of dollars, yeah, that's going to hit the bank. That's going to affect all. They have a lot of kids, a lot of kids who have to go to college, a lot of kids who have to, you know, be paid for. They have a lot of bills, fancy cars, millions of dollars worth of real estate. It's a lot. Ooh, Teresa, boy, does she know how to pick them? I mean, I, I, I do feel bad for her because I do genuinely feel like. Teresa just wants love. She wants somebody that supports her. She just wants like a normal relationship marriage. And she just keeps choosing these men. I don't know. She's like attracted to these men who are just trouble. And 
he's been trouble from the start and she just has these blinders on. She is not letting anybody get through to her about this. It's ruined her relationship with Melissa and Joe. I mean, that was, you know, far gone even before he was in the picture, but it hasn't made it any better. And this definitely sounds very serious. If he isn't going to go to jail, he's going to owe a lot of money and that's going to be trouble for their huge family. They they bought that huge house together. You know what I mean? I mean, yes, of course, Teresa makes good money off of the show and appearances and everything like that. But guys, I don't know. This could be like, like life-threatening for them and for their family. But also, to be fair, I think it's important to say that right now, this is something that is obviously an ongoing investigation. And until somebody is proven guilty... We are not saying that Louis or Bodito or anybody else is guilty of any wrongdoing because he's been accused again in the past of sending people to his ex's place of work and come to find out he was not found guilty of that. So we don't know how this is going to play out. I think we're talking about what the possibility of how bad this could actually be. And also, it is wild to think there are people out there, you know, there's some people who just really feed off of those toxic relationships where. It's like, you know, like the the stereotypical person who's like, I want to be with the bad person, like the bad guy, because I can fix them, you know, and it's a challenge when they have like that poor best friend who's right next to them, who has like the great nine to five corporate job or something makes a lot of money. And they're like, I would just treat you like a princess. And they're like, mm, no, no, I don't want that. That's no too easy. I know. What happened to that, you know, you know the pool guy that was I like her childhood friend? I love the pool. Like, I'm, I was rooting for the pool guy, like Teresa. We Why were all rooting for him? the pool guy. It was just, it's just, I don't know. I, I, it sucks that we're not going to really be able to see this play out because they've already filmed Jersey and everything like that. But I don't know. We need, we need answers. Well, they haven't filmed a reunion. So this, I mean, that just gives a lot of time for these things to... I mean, unfolds, court appearances, more documents coming out. And it seems like Vanessa Riser was not the one to mess with because this has been since she met Louie, we've heard the name Vanessa Riser. I've had Vanessa Riser in my DMs before. I've seen Vanessa Riser do uh, podcast episodes. I've just, there's been a lot of interaction with her and major media outlets trying to get her story out there. And I believe that she also runs a, um, I think it's a, quote me if I'm wrong, or don't quote me. Um, she has like this run that's like kind of like a triathlon where it's women for women who have been in abusive relationships where they raise a lot of money for this kind of stuff. So I don't know. When I saw him at BravoCon, didn't I tell you this? I think so, but tell me again. I was so intimidated because I was sitting there. And talking. he knew who you were, right? Yes. And he just walked up and he shook my hand and he goes, Adam, right? Up at Adam. And I was like, yeah. He's like, yeah, I know. And I was like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Louis is kind of one to be afraid of. Um, I would. That's somebody I want to tread lightly around. Yes. Um, but. I don't know. I, I will say, Louie, there are a lot of red flags around you. I mean, it's just they're popping up every which way all around you. Always. They, they haven't stopped. So I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see it play out um, in the court system. We will see it play out. Now, speaking of red flags, I think that this is funny because 
and I know we've talked about this a couple of times, but we have three new people who are currently testing. They started filming February 5th. We have Brittany Bateman, Maylee Workman, and also another Bronwyn. And they are all filming for the show to see who is going to get that big spot or at least a couple of those big housewives roles. And also we heard that Angie Castanavis might have been demoted to a friend, but that's neither here nor there. Monica Garcia did a two teas in a pod podcast episode where she talked about you know, her time with Bravo and how great they were to her and how she would love to come back if it made sense. But then also, right after that, Monica's mom, Linda. Oh, Linda. She ended up taking to social media and she posted this. <laughs> oh my God. Did you see this? I did see this and I literally screamed out loud when I saw this. I mean, for sale, Monica Garcia's Range Rover, as seen, uh, not as seen, as seen on hashtag RHOSLC 2017, 159,494 miles, $41,200. She had it wrapped with a new gorgeous rusty gold color after shooting. I can post a photo tomorrow. Only serious buyers, please. No delivery. Pickup only. DM me. Hashtag Bravo. I mean, LD Millionaire strikes again. She <laughs> is the thirstiest person on any Bravo show known to mankind in existence. I mean, and does this mean that she owns the Rain Ro Range Rover? Is she selling it for Monica? Is she selling it because she owns it? Is Does this mean that they are in financial trouble now that Monica's contract didn't get renewed? I mean, I think that if I... And I don't know the answer to this, but if I had to guess, I think that her mom's name was on the car. I had, and he, he passed away now, but my mom's ex-husband, they both had their name on a truck, right? And after they got, went through a divorce, they didn't get the name taken off the truck. It was his name and slash or her name. And then it was like five, six months after they got a divorce, my mom started dating somebody new that she met at work. And all of a sudden, I was staying with her for the summer. I was visiting down from Tennessee. And my mom came home from work to bring me Burger King. So she came home to bring me lunch. And when she did, he followed her, her ex-husband, from her place of work to the apartment complex that we were living at. And he brought his friend with him. His friend drove his truck back and he jumped in the car and took her truck and immediately drove it to an auction and gave it to the auction. Well, first he called my dad and said, would you like to buy your ex-wife's truck? And so the guy was ruthless, but it was because it was and or. So it makes me long story short, I'm wondering if both of their names were on it, you know, and there's been a lot of back and forth on social media. Sometimes it's just those little things that, make it to where you can get away with things like this. And it's unfortunate, but this is why we have to cross our T's and dot our I's. Yeah. And then it kind of seems like she just bought this car for the show. You know, like she bought that bag because she wanted to fit in. I bet you she bought this car. Well, no, they said but she had it for, she had it since 2017. Okay. All right. All right. She had it since, two, was it like from her ex-husband or something like that? I, I don't know. But don't know. anyway, anyway, it's, it's cringe to watch their relationship is going to continue to unfold. I don't think this is the last we're going to hear from LD Millionaire or Monica. I mean, I, I think that they're going to try to stay in the spotlight. Like, 
who posts a, a car for sale on on Twitter? Like no one ever. No one has ever done that in the history of Twitter. Um, sure, Facebook Marketplace maybe, but this is a cry for attention. I'm just waiting for Heather Gay to buy it for Tanisha. I know, right? I mean, I need a Bravo fan to buy it. Please, please, anybody. I mean, let's all pitch in like a couple hundred dollars, like just to go and ride in it. It, it is a part of Real Housewives history. And I can't wait to kind of see who ends up with it because I know they're going to be posting about it. Well, it's kind of like when Ryan Bailey was so excited when the auction came out from Tom Girardi's house. And then I think he yes. bought like the underwear and stuff that was the lingerie, his, the, the red lingerie, lingerie that was in his desk. And now, Ryan, I think it's literally like posted behind him almost as like a trophy because it's a little piece of Bravo history. And he's like, he's kind of Ryan over time is collecting his own little clubhouse worth of yeah. like his own little housewives museum right there. I know. So whoever it out there buys the Range Rover, please let us know. I, I would love to know. Please post pictures. I, you know, I, I need so to know where that though. ends up. I mean, I, I would hate to have like, I really feel bad for that toxic relationship. And I hate that. Like, God, I would just die if my parents did this to me on social media. And, you know, like, God forbid you ever got on a show or whatever, and you just felt like that toxic relationship played out, but they didn't feel like they were being heard. So instead of being able to sit down and muster up like the energy to have this sort of conversation to really have the resolution because it's already nothing but conflict, but you instead go in front of millions of viewers because that's exactly what's happening. Even though she doesn't have millions of followers, it's blasted out all over these huge platforms. And it's embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. I mean, look, I, I'm... I don't support Monica. I, I don't like her. I'm glad she's not returning. But I don't wish this type of family relationship on anybody, especially Monica. I think the reason why Monica is the way she is is because of her mom and because of the way they grew up and their relationship. You know what I mean? So I think that her mom is to blame for like a lot of the actions and everything that we saw come from Monica. So I don't know. I, I think that it's maybe best for them to like just separate and maybe you know have different relationships maybe the mom can still have a relationship with the kids but i don't think it's healthy for monica to have a relationship with her mom i think the show if anything only made it worse with what we saw on camera and the way that her mom kind of fed off of the attention and fame and like turned it around on monica so i think that they need to go their separate ways unfortunately I think it's agree. best for both of them. I think it's good. It would be good for Monica. I agree. I agree. Yes, Kim, call him and tell him. Lee Armstrong. Okay. All right, Kim. So I know that you have places to be. We're getting ready to head out to Charleston. You're going to Palm Springs. I am sending you all of the positive vibes for your trip. And thank you. Thank you. As always, if they don't know, I'm pulling it up right now. Will you let them know where they can find you? Yes. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Bravo Breaking News. We are covering all of the things, um, you know, breaking headlines, traders, guys. I'm obsessed with traders. I'm going to say it every week. Um, I'm loving it so much. You can also catch me on YouTube. I'm doing uh, recaps of Vanderpump Rules, Real Houses of Beverly Hills with my co-host, Lisa, and breaking all the Bravo headlines. So yes, that's where I'll be. And I'll, I'll be in Palm Springs this weekend. So shoot me a DM and 
see see what I'm up to. I'm so excited to see what you do in Charleston this weekend. I just I love Charleston, Adam. I'm I'm jealous of you. I no, I'm I love Palm Springs. So we're, <laughs> we're switching right now. We're switching. But yes, guys, definitely make sure you go do all of the following. And of course, as we've been telling you guys, we are doing a giveaway for roseforever.com on our podcast right now. Once we hit 1,300 ratings, we're going to let you guys, thank you, courtesy of roseforever.com, go on the website and pick any rose bouquet that you would like. Um, they're absolutely amazing. They last for over a year and some of them go up to like 7,800 plus with shipping and all of that. So just go check them out. Let us know what you think. And all you have to do is go drop a rating and let us know what your favorite show is that you're watching right now or what your favorite thing about the channel is. And um, yeah, may the odds be ever in your favor. Can I want happy to be entering. Yeah, <laughs> happy entering. Have a safe trip and we will see you next time. Bye everyone. See you next week. Bye guys. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.